Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar, and my goal is to show you how to have a fulfilling personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the salvation that is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. It looks like 2021 may be as challenging as 2020, if not more. We need to trust in something that is eternal, that is not of this world. And that is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. When God tells you to go somewhere or do something, do you obey? Persistence against all odds. That describes the Apostle Paul and what he's gone through and has yet to encounter as he leaves his friends to follow the Holy Spirit's calling. Moreover, he knows because God told him that he'll have to go through suffering and imprisonment. Yet he goes anyway. That's faith. That's obedience. That's trust. We can learn a lot from Paul's experience. Let's dig in. We're in Acts chapter 20. When the uproar was over, Paul sent for the believers and encouraged them. Then he said goodbye and left for Macedonia. While there, he encouraged the believers in all the towns he passed through. Then he traveled down to Greece where he stayed for three months. He was preparing to sail back to Syria when he discovered a plot by some Jews against his life, so he decided to return through Macedonia. Several men were traveling with him. They were Sopater, the son of Pyrrhus from Berea, Aristarchus and Segundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy and Tychicus, and Trophimus from the province of Asia. They went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. Okay, for us, notice, so Luke is with him too, for us. Okay, Luke the writer. After the Passover ended, we boarded a ship at Philippi in Macedonia and five days later joined them in Troas, where we stayed a week. This is Paul's final visit to Troas. On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. The upstairs room where we met was lighted with many flickering lamps. As Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, sitting on the windowsill, that isn't a good place to sit, became very drowsy. Finally, he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over him, and took him into his arms. Don't worry, he said. He's alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared the Lord's Supper, and ate together. Paul continued talking to them until dawn, and then he left. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everyone was greatly relieved. Stop here a second. Have you ever fallen asleep in church? <laughs> Does it happen to you often? Then why are you there? Is it because of some sense of obligation? Do you think that makes you a Christian? 
if the sermon message isn't getting to you, then you're in the wrong church. If you go to church to be entertained, you're in the wrong church. The sermon message should speak to you each time. You go to church to learn how to get closer to God and to fellowship or hang out with other believers to encourage each other. Here in Troas, the believers sat all night long listening to Paul. Imagine that. Do you find yourself looking at your watch during the sermon message? Then you're in the wrong church. These days, many churches have online services and videos, so you can check out the preacher to see if the message touches your heart. Let's continue. Paul meets the Ephesian leaders. Paul went by land to Assos, where he had arranged for us to join him. While we traveled by ship, he joined us there, and we sailed together to Mytilene? We saying that wrong. The next day, we sailed past the island of Chios. The following day, we crossed to the island of Samos, and later we arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail on past Ephesus, for he didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem, if possible, in time for the festival of Pentecost. But when we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that came to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I declare today that I have been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, it's not my fault. For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his blood, over which the, the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need 
by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad, most of all, because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted, escorted him down to the ship. Here's some points to ponder. Paul never shied away from speaking the truth of the good news of Jesus' salvation, no matter what he faced. That's boldness. He always gave glory to God. That's humility and respect. He knew what his mission was, to reach everyone possible with the gospel, and he was bound to finish it. That's determination and persistence. If someone hears the gospel yet refuses to believe it, it's not the preacher's fault, especially if he preached the truth. It's the person's fault for having a hard heart and a closed mind. I certainly hope that's not you. Satan's main goal is to deceive Christians. Therefore, the devil sends out these charismatic false preachers with pretty feel-good words that entrance you, but teach you nothing about the gospel truth. That's the problem with many of today's churches. I know I was in one for a very long time, and I never heard the message of salvation. Being a good person doesn't get you into heaven. That's the truth. Paul never coveted wealth. He worked hard with his hands as a tent maker to support himself and his companions. That's also humility as well as generosity. So if God told you to go somewhere, would you go? How much do you trust God? We don't know what 2021 will bring. We can't put our trust in a leader or a political party or a government or even a church. The only person we can trust is Jesus Christ. He is our only confident hope for salvation and eternal life. Is your faith in Jesus Christ only? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen any day now. This is what you have to do. Invite Jesus into your heart. If you don't know how to do that, if you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Also at the bottom of the, the blog to this, to, to this post, um, I embedded a video that, a, a worship song video called The Potter's Hand. And I sang this song so much on my trip here 16 years ago which is just about, I mean, the end, of, the end of January, first week of February, that's when I made the trip 16 years ago from Florida to Arizona, having no idea what was in front of me. I put my life in the potter's hand. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. 
Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times. The last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.